Did you know that indecision is costing you money? When employees get stuck in indecision loops, it can impact their work, the work of others, commitments to clients, and ultimately your bottom line. Give your employees access to coaching when they need to stop indecision loops and keep your business moving forward. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn about the Grand Heron Plus program for corporations. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact through the power of executive coaching, masterful facilitation, and motivational speaking. Some leaders think leadership is about communicating top-down. Is top-down communication the most effective form of communication as a leader? My guest today says no. My guest today says leaders are more effective when they use a coaching style for communicating. Using a coaching style is more effective and provides a whole new structure for communication that enriches a company's culture and employee-leader relationships. My guest today, who explained to us how to communicate like a leader, is Lisa Spinelli. Lisa is a senior content manager at the Association for Talent Development. Many know that as ATD. And she's also the host of the Accidental Trainer podcast for ATD. Here with me today, I'm super excited to welcome Lisa Spinelli to the Keep Leading Podcast. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Eddie. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be on here. It's such a pleasure to have you. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about you, Lisa? Oh, my goodness. Where to start? Okay. I have worked at ATD for about three years. I'm a reformed journalist and content manager for, you know, business to business type of organizations. I created and managed the transitioning service member workshops, troops to trainers. And because apparently I'm kind of redundant in my titles for things, I'm also the editor and main contributor for the book, Teachers to Trainers. And that published October, 2020. So I'm working towards my ACC coaching certification and I'm just trying to be a part of this great career development, talent development community. 
Wonderful. Well, I absolutely am passionate about the field of talent development and you working for our premier organization in the field is what makes me want to talk to you. That And you're just pretty cool. I've enjoyed some of the work that you've been doing, your, your show, your podcast, and then also you manage the content. So a lot of what we're seeing comes from you. Yes. Yeah. Then me and a whole team of content managers are putting together that wonderful ATD content that you're seeing that could be videos or conference speakers or webcasts, blogs, books. So, you know, there's a, there's a team definitely. And I'm not the only one, but yes, I do. I do love being a part of ATD and, and all things to do with their content. Yes. And I know that Oftentimes, we see those who are managing social media channels, or it's just nice to peek behind the lens a little bit and to meet the person who's making it happen, because you also are the face of the ATD career portal. Yes, thank you. Yep, I am. I am there, front and center. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, folks who are looking for their next opportunity, folks who are looking to develop, it's not just about necessarily content. But Lisa publishes daily new opportunities that organizations have posted and made available. Now, your background as a journalist, you just aren't any journalist. Tell us where you received your journalism degree from. Oh, yes. I went to Columbia University, the Graduate School of Journalism. I graduated in 2004, which really dates me. And now going to have to go do something cool and fun to make myself feel younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the young people on campus that I coach are telling me that, uh, that I've got to put on a TikTok video if I want any kind of credibility. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Definitely don't even know where to start with that one. <laughs> I haven't figured it out either, and I'm, I'm reticent to even think about it. So I'm, I'm still officially not cool, uh, according to them. <laughs> too bad. I think you're pretty cool. Uh, well, thank you, Lisa. Ditto. <laughs> but yeah, so I love the fact that you are a journalist by training. And I will tell you that I have a lot more respect for the field, the profession of journalism because of my mentor. He was an accountant by trade, but he spent a lot of time in journalism classes when he was younger. He was the editor of his college newspaper and such. He talked about the value of the training you receive as a journalist to his work even today as the partner of a prestigious firm. He writes and communicates far better than any of his peers, so much so he actually teaches a writing course as a result. Oh, wow. And so when I went back to school as an adult, I actually took a journalism, in fact, I took maybe two or three journalism classes because of what he told me. He's absolutely right. Taking any time spent in a journalism course is truly life-changing and beneficial for leaders everywhere. Yeah, it's really amazing to me the, the skills that I've learned from interviewing and listening and researching in journalism. It can be applied to so many other professions like trainers, instructional designers, leaders, managers. I mean, yeah, there's coaches. There's definitely a lot of overlap in those areas. Indeed. And now you've used your expertise to work for magazines and you've done a lot of very high profile work in addition to what you're doing for ATD. But you've now helped other leaders to understand that communication is crucial 
to how they show up. So tell us about that. Right. Yeah. You know, I kind of try to marry my, like we said, the journalism skills and the the communication knowledge and just put it out there. Not necessarily, you know, just for what people classically think as leaders, because I think there's maybe a misconception a lot of the times that leaders are only people in positions of, you know, power in an organization, right? But you could be a leader just being, I don't want to say just being, but you could be a leader as a team member. You can be a leader in your community. You could be a leader in so many different aspects of your life that you don't necessarily have to be an executive, let's say, or in the C-suite to be considered a leader. And communication, I mean, you you can't find an instance where communication is not key towards the development and the furthering of relationships, right? So it's definitely a big passion of mine to relay the more constructive ways to communicate. Would you say that communication is one of the most overlooked skills for leaders today? I think that it's definitely not emphasized enough. I think people are starting to talk about it a lot more nowadays, especially after, you know, COVID hit. But are they doing it right? I don't know that they're doing it right. I don't know. I don't know that I've heard, wow, leaders are just really nailing this communication style down with their team members. I I don't hear that. I don't know, Eddie. Are you hearing that? Uh, no, I hear that more is needed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, we talk a lot about how soft skills are really being emphasized nowadays, the empathy piece, adaptability, resilience. And I feel like communication has to be at the core of all of those. So, yes, I think maybe we're not talking about communication enough when it when we're talking about the skills development for leaders. What are two types of communication we need to be concerned about? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I think none of them are necessarily evil in and of themselves. I think not having the self-awareness around your communication style is what trips people up, right? So if you have a very bold communication style or you have an aggressive communication style. It's not that you can't be blunt. You can't be a little bit more up in people's face than perhaps uh, a more passive communicator, but knowing, knowing your audience, knowing your limits, knowing the situation is going to definitely spin that style in a way that's going to be more appealing and effective and productive rather than shoot yourself in the foot. So you're talking about the interpersonal communication where you're talking about the self-awareness component. So sometimes that involves what we say as communicators. Is there any area about what we write to be concerned about in our communication? Oh, sure. You know, right now, I think whether you're writing or you're talking to people during COVID, everybody's become very transactional, right? We've seen this a lot more since people have started working fully remote. So people are not going down and just walking down the hallway and reaching out to their staff members, hanging out with their team. They're just becoming super transactional and short And so we're losing that personal touch, that emotional connection to people. And there's, there's not a lot of open, honest, coactive 
listening and learning from each other. So that's definitely an area of growth that we need to, we need to get back to, and we need to grow in, in that area as well. What would that look like? Well, you pulled a coaching move on me right there, didn't you? (laughs) See, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think what would that look like? That would look like more thoughtful check-ins that would look like engaging your employees and your staff and your colleagues, honestly, more often, you know, I know people are really tired of, they're really, they, they've got virtual fatigue, right? We all, we all are getting that. But even if you're not picking up the phone, even if you're just checking in over whatever chat function your organization has, just, just to say, hi, I know it's crazy because right now nobody is basically reaching out to non-family and close friends anymore to just say hi, hey, checking in, haven't talked to you in a long time. See what's going on with that whole person. Be your transparent and authentic self, you know, and and just reach out and foster those lines of communication so when there is a problem that it's not, oh, I haven't heard from you in two months. All of a sudden you're knocking down my door with something that you need or an issue that you need addressed. Yes, very good, very good. Yeah, I asked that because... For those who may be listening, they genuinely may wonder, well, yes, what would that look like and what steps can I take? So thank you for identifying that. Those who have a lack of self-awareness as a communicator, they may not know what that first step should be. So you're right. Checking in on people, dialing up our empathy a little bit more. Post-COVID, we need a lot more communication, a lot more self-awareness, perhaps, than we've ever needed. Definitely. Yeah. And I think because we are working in this remote environment, it is so much easier to fall into the trap of, you know, blunt transactional type of communication and emails and and meetings. And then you have to run to the next thing. You know, you got to go pick up a kid from camp. You got to go, you know, run and take care of another meeting that's going to happen over Zoom or whatever it is. You just don't have the time it feels like I know people think we got back like all this time but I don't really feel like I have all this time anymore (laughs) yes it seems as though we have more time because we're not commuting to work but we're using that time we would have commuted to still do more work so it isn't as Mm -hmm. if necessarily in some cases we, we gained more time No. Yeah. I feel like now the lines have been so blurred, which I know this is uh, a big pain point for a lot of people, but yeah, we just, we don't have any more time. (laughs) No more me time. That's for sure. So leaders need to be more aware of how they're communicating verbally and in writing and to use the power of communication as a leader to inspire their people, support their people. Now, and post-pandemic. Yes. I'm having a fantastic conversation with Lisa Spinelli. Lisa Spinelli is a senior content manager at the Association for Talent Development, and she's the host of the Accidental Trainer podcast. We'll have more with Lisa right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach 
or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. Hey, this is Dave Sanderson. You may know me from being the last passenger off U.S. Airways Flight 1549, The Miracle on the Hudson, from the movie Sully. And you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. All right. We're back, everyone. I am talking to the amazing Lisa Spinelli. Lisa is a senior content manager for the Association for Talent Development, and she's the host of the Accidental Trainer Podcast. Lisa, before the break, we talked about communicating like a leader. And now I want to switch gears a little bit. You aren't just a journalist. You have taken things to a new level. I understand that you just completed your coach certification training. Yes, you're right. I just finished my George Mason University program, coaching program. So on my way to getting my ACC certification. That is absolutely fantastic. The world needs more coaches, and I know you're going to be a phenomenal coach. Oh, thanks. Yeah, everyone who goes through coach training tells me that they're never the same afterward. How did coach training change you as a communicator? Well, it definitely made me stop and think before I jump right in. You know, I'm a very energetic type of personality. So I definitely just, you know, jump right in a lot of the times when I feel like I have something to say or add to the situation. And it it really helped me to learn to take a pause, let people really say what they need to say and use those coactive listening skills. So I think that that was definitely one aspect and then you know not trying not to because we all we all do have a lot of assessments in our heads we have a lot of attachments and triggers and trying hard not to get triggered and have those emotional reactions and things like that pop out immediately after you know a a, a trigger has happened when you're talking to somebody so really Taking different perspectives and taking a step back, I think, has definitely helped in my communication. It makes a big difference. I've been an ATD member for years, but full disclosure, I guess I should say, I'm not an ATD employee like you are, but I am a contractor. So ATD is one of my big clients. And I facilitate the Global Coaching Certificate Program. And I did that this week. And I love that program. Mm -hmm. And when working with leaders who take it, they're not necessarily people who want a coaching certification. They want the certificate, but they want those coaching skills to use as leaders. And I always say in the program that the number one skill that a coach brings is their ability to listen. Mm -hmm. And of course, we talk about the different layers of listening. So it's good to hear you say how that has impacted you and your ability to communicate as a leader. Yes, definitely. And I I think that the, you know, the core competencies that ICF really lists out, there are eight of them. And I've really thought about this and how they kind of translate to communication. And I think they really do. You know, if you really stop and think about it, we're talking about transparency, authenticity, which, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you're being authentic and transparent when you're just basically telling, telling all. But 
But no, you know, it's really about just being honest about who you are and staying true to your values, leading with heart. You know, I think there's a lot to all of the the competencies. So I I don't want to like go through maybe every single one. There's so many, but providing that safe and trusted environment, I think right now is one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that leaders could do. There's so much uncertainty right now and providing that psychological safety to your employees and letting them know that they can come to you with any concern, I think is going to be one of the best things, one of the best parts of these kinds of core competencies that ICF lays out that could be translated over to to leadership right now. I love the fact you're making this connection because I don't know if I necessarily looked at it that way, but you're absolutely right. The ICF competencies really do are underpinned by communication skills, both verbal and nonverbal. Because a lot of times, of course, when we're talking about listening, we're talking about listening to what the client has not said. (laughs) That's right. Those somatic cues and their expressions and reading between the lines and paying attention really to that, that whole person, I think, is so key, especially now, right? Because we're virtual. We don't know what's going on with people in their lives and what they're dealing with. There's so many different boats that people are in. You know, we're not, we all went through this together, but we all went in very different boats. So (laughs) I think everybody's coming across to the shore on the other side and some people are a little bit more wrangled than others. And so, yeah, I think providing some of that safety that, that we just talked about and, and really putting some of these competencies into play is gonna gonna help a lot of organizations out there. Absolutely, it's so true. And, and now again, now more than ever, as we're at the end of this pandemic, hopefully, and coming out trying to get to the other side, I saw a meme that said it beautifully. It says, people begin to heal once they feel heard. Mm, that's beautiful, yeah, I like that. And so just really underscores using the communication skill of listening and not necessarily the communication skill of speaking. Definitely. Yeah, it reminds me of this study that I had looked at back when I had started the coaching program. And it had, it had I think it was like 2015 or 16, they had done this, a pretty small study to be honest, but they had these evaluators that were looking at MRIs, fMRIs, I think they're called, of people's brains and seeing when someone was coactively listening to them, what was happening and the the reward section of their brains were firing off. And I thought that was just so interesting that, you know, when you're, when someone is listening to you, you actually feel rewarded almost like it's a treat. Isn't that special? Yeah. 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 It's, it's really beautiful that, you know, you, all you have to do is just really like be there. You just be there, listen to somebody, actually listen and they feel respected. They feel valued. They feel it's crazy that they feel rewarded by by your gift of time. And it is a reward. It is the biggest gift, I say, in, in the program. It's the biggest gift that we can give to another human being, because in our 24-7 hyper-stimulated digital technological society, people very often do not give themselves the gift of silence. And they certainly don't necessarily get the gift of having someone listen to them and give them their full presence. And so it truly is a gift. 
Very, very true. Now, Lisa, you are also the host of the Accidental Trainer podcast for ATD. Tell us about the podcast. Oh, yeah, I really, I enjoy doing the podcast. As you know, it's so much fun. One of the reasons why I got into journalism is just that I love to meet people. I love to hear their stories. I love everything about stories and and people. So getting to interview people that I would never maybe have come across otherwise and learning their stories and you know, of course, we list out expertise that they have tips and tricks for people who have fallen into this wonderful world of training and talent development. So we have people that come on from all walks of that field. You know, we have e-learning professionals and brain scientists all the way to instructional designers and coaches and So, yeah, Eddie, we're going to have to get you on there so that we can fulfill the big circle of life here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I was trying to just keep you on the other side of the mic this time. Since you're always conducting interviews, (laughs) we're kind of flipping the script on you today. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. I love it. (laughs) Well, you've moved from the Accidental Trainer podcast to also adding author to your list of titles and accomplishments. So tell us about your new book. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, the Teachers and Trainers book, we started to look at people who were entering into the field of talent development. And naturally, there are a lot of teachers because, as you can imagine, K through 12 teachers have a lot of transferable skills to teaching adults. So we put together a list of people that contributors for different chapters of the book and reached out to them and got their stories, their transitions, what they wish they had known. And so it was put together and published in October of 2020. And, you know, I just really am hoping for it to be a good resource for teachers out there. We know a lot of teachers are leaving the field right now. They're looking for new and different opportunities, but looking to keep their skills. And there just honestly aren't a ton of resources for teachers who are looking to make their exit. So, Well, you've provided a fine resource for them. Again, the title of the book is Teachers to Trainers. Apply your passion and skills to a new career. Available in paperback form as well as Kindle and Amazon.com and the Association for Talent Development's bookstore. Lisa, I've enjoyed our conversation. What's the main message you'd like our listeners to take away from our time together? I would say that the main message is that if you're not sure if you're communicating effectively with your team and you're not really sure if if there's room for improvement there, there probably is. If you're looking to learn more about a coaching communication style, I would direct everybody to look at the ICF core competencies. And of course, you know, check out ATD and find out more about how they can communicate effectively. Indeed. And ATD and ICF are different organizations, but sister organizations and collaborate in a lot of ways and on different programs. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And as a leader, is there a piece of advice or quote you use that helps you to keep leading? Oh, sure. Yeah, I really love, I mean, you know, she has a million followers, so it's not like this is going to be original here. But Brene Brown, I love her quote on integrity is choosing courage over comfort. 
She also has a great one about being passionate about listening as, as much as you are about being heard. So I think that really fits right here in our communication, really be passionate about listening. And it's amazing the rewards that you are giving people just by being there. Be as passionate about listening as you are about wanting to be heard. I love that. Good. Lisa, where can my listeners learn more about you? Well, you can definitely find me at td.org. And I have my podcast up at also on the website at td.org, but it's a little bit more tougher to find on the website now that we went through a redesign. So it's atdpodcast.libsyn.com. And of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. Excellent. I'm going to encourage everyone to follow you on LinkedIn. Also, go to Apple Podcasts and just type just type ATD and you'll find the podcast gets returned there. Listen to her podcast, follow Lisa, and stay connected. Lisa, thank you so much for being an incredible guest and helping us understand how to communicate as a leader so we can keep leading. Thank you so much, Eddie. It was such a pleasure to be here and you're such a fun host. Thank you. I appreciate you, Lisa. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So whatever you're doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.